If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more apps out there. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast contains adult content suitable for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Out of the darkness and into the fire, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dear Traveler, to the Morbid Forest. Ah, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. <laughs> You shouldn't be wandering in dark woods late at night, as you don't know what you'll find. (laughs) Oh, but don't worry. The morbid forest is relatively safe if you stay close to Ranger Harper here. (laughs) But there are quite a few places you should steer clear of. And since we are in just the right setting, let me take you deep into the forest. The night I was found, I was lying unconscious near the edge of Blackwood Forest. At first, the sheriff and his deputy thought I was dead. After all, I had been found battered and bruised. My blood-soaked clothes were torn and barely clinging to my body. It looked as if I had been in a fight with a wild beast. Looking into the darkness of the forest, the sheriff knew better than to venture ahead. Despite the deputy's pleas that there may be more survivors, the sheriff did not lift a toe in the direction of the eerie woods. All of the older town folks, like himself, knew of Blackwood Forest. They knew of what hid in the darkness where not a soul would enter. That was the thing about young folk. They didn't believe in anything until they saw it for themselves. And in this case, it was far too late for those who ventured into the forest with me. As the ambulance drove away from the gruesome scene of my near death, the sheriff insisted that everyone clear out until morning, then went back to his office and pulled out his bottle of emergency whiskey. He had no intention of going near that forest. He also had no intention of revisiting the past. The next morning, 
I awoke with no memory of the events of the night before. Despite my many wounds, I felt nothing but intense hunger. I devoured whatever food was placed in front of me, but still, something inside of me remained hungry. I lay in my hospital bed, the buzz of the heart monitor, the perfect white noise to soothe the chaos brewing within me. I raised my arms to examine the neat bandage encasing my wrist. As my mind suddenly drifted off to the forest, I was startled by the arrival of my mother, who had been spending the night with whatever man she had met the night before. As she flicked on the light, I winced in pain. It was almost as if the light was burning my corneas. Turn off the light, I shouted. Confused, she complied, then pulled the empty food tray away from my side. So, tell me what happened, my mother asked, taking a seat in the recliner next to me. I could see she was partly hungover. I don't remember, I said, my gaze flicking up to the ceiling tiles. I found myself wondering if I could squeeze through them and then escape this god-awful place. Well, I remember you and your buddies going to a party at Lori's place but never making it there, Mother said, with a bitter tone in her voice. She began rambling on about how stupid my friends and I were to enter Blackwood Forest, never able to sit still. Mother jumped up to her feet and headed towards the window. God, I wish I had a smoke, she said as she raised the blinds. Rays of fiery sunlight littered the space my mother now occupied. The mere sight of them turned my face away towards the wall. I told you to never go into the forest, Sheila, mother said in a softer tone. There was something about her sudden change in tone that left me wondering if there was something she wasn't telling me. I had been told many times not to enter Blackwood Forest, but that was because hikers often got lost. Those who were often found blamed their compasses for not directing them in the right path or for going haywire all of a sudden. At some point, sleep bound me without warning, drifting me deep within its folds. Perhaps I was more tired than I realized or... Maybe it was my mind's way of getting me to remember what I had blocked out. My dreams carried me into the dark shadows of the forest. It carried me across rocks and tiny creeks. Most of all, it carried me back to the night before. Back to when my boyfriend Bobby and our best friends Selena and Toby had convinced me to enter the forest. We had all been drinking and were fumbling around in the darkness. The flashlight kept going out and Bobby was about to toss it when we came to a small clearing. It was there that they built a small fire. At first, everything was going well. We were telling funny stories to lighten the mood. However, strange noises soon surrounded us, souring 
our good time. Selena and I became frightened despite our boyfriend's assurances that it was just some wild animals. I couldn't help but wonder if we had awoken something. Something that had been hiding for centuries in the forest. I began shaking so hard that my teeth clattered. The others stood frozen in silence. Whatever it was, I could feel it watching us. Camouflaged in the darkness, it watched and waited. Suddenly, it let out a loud growl that sent Selena and Toby rushing through the forest as I tried to pull Bobby away. Bobby, however, was determined to see what was hiding in the darkness. He had heard stories of mysterious creatures that lurked in the woods. A creature the locals claimed had been killing since the town was formed, and maybe well before. My last memory of Bobby was watching as something with red glowing eyes pulled him into the overgrown brush. It happened so fast that I didn't have time to act. I just remember running as fast as my feet would take me. I hadn't taken more than a few running leaps before the creature found its way ahead of me. Screams ripped through the night air, my legs attempting to skid to a stop. My foot connected with frozen flesh, sending me crashing to the ground. Selena and Toby lay motionless next to me. But before I could scream, the creature grabbed my leg, razored nails digging into my flesh, pulling me further into the darkness. Blackness consumed me, its suffocating presence jolting me awake, only to be greeted with a sharp jab of a needle. I let out a howl and rubbed my arm as a stern-faced nurse just looked down at me. The nurse hurried out the door, and I found myself alone in the darkness. The sun had gone down, and... Mother was nowhere to be found. My hunger once again returned, gnawing at my insides. I peeked out into the moonlight and heard something whisper my name. Something was beckoning me back to Blackwood Forest. I escaped unseen and fled into the cold night. I walked for miles down a deserted highway until I came to the opening of the small path that my friends and I had taken that night. I hiked through the darkness until I came to the remains of the campfire and it was there that I finally saw the beast. It was like no animal or mythological creature I had seen before. In fact, I wasn't even sure it was an animal. It was merely a bloodthirsty creature that hungered for flesh. But it was not my flesh that it wanted. No, it wanted something else. My hand reached out for the beast, but it was no longer a human hand. I watched in shocked awe as my flesh morphed into something I could not explain, into something that was no longer human. After that night, I would never remember my human life. 
I would become the thing that lived in Blackwood Forest. The thing everyone would fear. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Deep Into the Forest, written by Destiny Eve Pfeiffer and narrated by Naomi Richards. Destiny Eve Pfeiffer is a published author whose work has appeared in numerous anthologies by Black Ink Fiction, Black Hair Press, Macabre Ladies Publishing, Nocturnal Sirens, and Breaking Rules Europe. Her work has also appeared in Fate Magazine and The World of Myth, to name a few. A lover of everything horror-related, Pfeiffer grew up idolizing horror classics such as Tales from the Crypt and Friday the 13th series. She is now passing on her gift of horror writing to her 14-year-old son, D'Artanian. You can follow her on Facebook, and I'll go ahead and link her Facebook in the show notes for you. And don't forget, The Morbid Forest has a merch shop. Stop by redbubble.com slash themorbidforest for your exclusive Morbid Forest merch. And never miss an episode when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a little review and get us out there to more travelers just like you. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for up-to-date news and fun. And as always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week, travelers, on The Morbid Forest.